0: What's good, Cree of Cree Speaks Media? Hello, hello, hello. This is the first episode of the Cree Speaks Media podcast. For those of you who have been following me for a while, I really appreciate your support. It means a lot to me. Uh, Cree Speaks Media has been around for two years. <laughs> um, Really launched... In January 2018 it is now March 2020 and man it's been a journey and I'm all about changing and leveling up so this first episode how are we gonna rock I guess I could you know kind of tell y'all why I started Chris Beats Media and and what we up to now <laughs> so I was always, like, always into the indie scene. I always felt like I don't know, I was I got so tired of the radio. There was I don't know at what point it happened, but it came a point where I felt like a lot of the music was not truly being made from the heart. So, you know, don't get me wrong. You do have some bops on the radio. You do have your anthems, your club joints, your dance joints, your your rah, 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 yes, bad bitch joints. <laughs> However, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that music. I have a problem with the lack of balance with a lot of what we call radio. Um, and I know I'm not the only one. And then I was always out, like, supporting the scene, just genuinely supporting the scene um always recording trying to tell people about who's who's out there and granted I didn't know as many artists as I did back then <laughs> I did not but everybody knows me for you know trying to set the artist free support the artists, and because I believe in authentic art being made I feel like Our music is our healing, you know? Our music is our healing. So I feel like by me helping artists, I'm helping them heal in some capacity. I'm helping some people get their voices heard. And some people have not really had a voice outside of their music. So I feel like I'm giving people voices and we are creating narratives. That's what we're about at Crete Speaks Media. So originally... (laughs) Now I had I remember having ideas on paper. I remember talking about how much I love breaking down shit. You know, uh, breaking down things like watching a TV show and here's the deeper meaning behind this scene. You know, reading a book. Well, here's the deeper meaning. Music. Here's the deeper meaning. And this is what they meant. I think what they meant. So originally I had plans on writing about film. I do remember writing about uh Easter Rays insecure but for some reason you know I felt like I was drawn way more to the music I always have been um I have an issue with falling asleep on tv shows and movies so much (laughs) it is and and, uh, it's not even that they're bad shows I just got a problem falling asleep so I'm like ah you know um so I felt more drawn with the music and I remember having all these ideas out on paper and then I don't know. I remember I had some changes happen in my life. Um, Had some changes, like uh, dealing with the heartbreak at the time. Now this was back in 2017. I'm trying to give y'all the whole spiel of you know how we got to where we are now. So I was dealing with heartbreak. The love of my life, don't moved across the country, you know, and I was so super, super, super depressed. And I remember just telling myself, Cree, like you literally cannot just sit here and cry every goddamn day. Yes, I am a crybaby. Uh, <laughs> but that was the love of my life though. So, you know, I was like, Kree, you can't just sit here and cry every goddamn day. You gotta do something else too. So I used that as a time to just rebuild my skills. I can't even remember what else I what else I had going on at the time. <laughs> um I do know I was a substitute teacher. Um, yeah. But other than that. Yeah. So I remember that October. I ended up going to an event that really like. You know. Helped me. Really inspired the hell out of me. To take my ideas. From paper to action. In literally no time. There was no thought about it. Um, like. Let's see. The event was Creators of Color by the Sage Collective. Now, this is no longer a collective at the time, but shout out to my girl Kelsey. Y'all may know her as Kelsey Pearl. Um, and I told her this a while back like, I felt like me, like, live events are so life changing. And I'm not the person that's thinking of events like, yeah, we go to an event, we show up, and boom, we go home. I'm thinking of it as what what connections were made, what synchronicities were present. So I remember that night meeting like all the whole entire lineup was everything. And I fell in love with these artists. I ended up like falling in love with these artists. I was just so wild. I met so many people and I promise you, like I promise you, I kid you not to this day, literally. If if they were in the audience, they're either artists, they were in the audience, they were a vendor. They were just, you know, there I have made multiple connections that I'm I'm still cool with people to this day. I've partnered with them on some things. A lot of magical things happened that night. And I don't feel like that was by accident. I felt like I was called to be at that event that night to inspire me to go forth with my ideas because at that point I realized it was bigger than me so I remember that lineup um ah let me see who was all on that lineup I don't even remember the order I remember nepotism oh my fucking god when I Saw them. I was just blown a fucking way. Like, I... Oh, my God. I was just like... So, this is an alternative hip-hop. This is like rock vibes. This is like a black male lead. And he's a vocalist. And he has his high... Those stacked shoes. I don't even know what you call them. And I just remember their performance being so, like, cathartic. It's almost like my body was being lifted up out of the, you know, like, have you ever just been in church and you just get that spirit? Your body just feels so good. Like, I remember that vividly happening and I was just blown away. Shout out to Rob Kershaw. (laughs) Shout out to Deshaun. And, um, I totally forgot the other guy's name, but I do have a connection still with those two, um, as they are doing their individual thing and, um, you know, doing their damn thing. Every time I see them, like I, it's all love. Um, so I met, I, that was my first time coming across them that night. And I had no idea this kind of music was being made in Colombia. That really opened my fucking eyes y'all. So then there was Nisi Blues. Um, I had already known about Nisi Blues because I've seen her at other event- events before. And I've always like admired the sister and just thought she was just so fucking amazing. It was great to see her. Um, Daewoo was there. I can't even remember if he performed. Yeah, I believe he did because I know I was doing a lot of running my mouth per usual. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I I've met him because I remember he was recording. I was like... Are y'all kin to each other he was like yeah that's my sister I was like oh okay cool you know and she performed I remember um Chief Mellow yo I was I love Chief Mellow's sound he always to me had like um a sound that was fit for Cali, and, and now he's in fucking Cali, so um I literally built connections with these artists. I've either featured them on a the platform to some capacity. I have promoted them in some capacity. I have got up and talked with them about marketing our ideas in some capacity. Like, so I man, chief mellow. I was that iron reaper project. That was my shit. The, um, the, the one, eight, seven project. That was my shit. I was just always lit to that shit. Um, shout out to them guys, 187 Boulevard, um, Jay Styles, shout, shout out to them. I love them. I met, so I met Chief Mellow that night, which was the medium to me meeting the rest of the members at later p- moments. Um, who else did I meet? Visibly in flight. Oh my God. Speaking of which, let me tell you. So as I'm recording this, we... Everybody, everywhere is in a state of emergency because of this uh coronavirus, and um I hit up, I hit him up. I plan on coming to Atlanta. Hit hit wave up. Wave is a member of Visibly in Flight. I met him, met him and the other band members, Sanko Zeus. I met all of them that night. That was in October two thousand seventeen, and to this day we still have a connection. I don't, um, I went up there and visited them in the, in the A the last time I was there. And um, they are just good fucking people. I literally was just talking to him before this. And he was asking me if I checked out the new project. And I'm like, wait a minute, where have I been? <laughs> and their project dropped in December 2, 2019. And I know I, I listen to so much goddamn music that sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. So I felt like him asking me, that was a sign that I needed to go ahead and check it out. So I met them that night. I was blown away by their sound. Um, I've never heard a sound like theirs. I especially do not see that many rap groups anymore. So I was just so grateful. Um, I came across them. I love their attire. You know, they were very approachable when I hit them, when I was talking to them and, um, they were just so grateful to be in Columbia. And I love that about them uh, because a lot of people shit on Columbia. A lot of people are like, oh, it's so, you know, everybody hates each other, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, they see the value in our city no matter how small it is. And they will continue to come back. So, I met those guys. Those are great guys. Oh, my fucking God. I just can't express how much I love them. And this is the thing. Here's the big key thing, right? (sighs) What I love about what I do is that there was a time where I didn't know who these people were. And I heard their music. And then I end up connecting with them. Like, just genuinely hitting them up on some, you know. And I'm talking about all of these artists. Hey, how are you? Or just supporting them, telling people about their show, telling people about their music. And it's a real connection that just can, it's a bond that cannot be broken. And this is what music does. But this is what also happens when you meet people on a similar frequency, people who are going hard for their dreams. And granted, everybody has their challenges, but people are going hard for their dreams. So um, I just thought that was just divine how literally everybody on that lineup and a lot of people that were in the audience that night, I end up developing some kind of relationship with them. Um, so visibly in flight perform, I was blown away. Um, and then Sunray, oh my gosh, I loved Sunray. And she was talking about how she was sick. I remember her like, oh, I'm sick. Thank you so much. Because I was just showing her so much love, you know, and I'm I'm sick. And I was like, oh, my God, bless her heart. But if you sing like that, why you sick, honey? (laughs) So I was just that night was so life changing for me. And it liberated my soul. I don't think I can express that enough. Y'all look at my ass about to cry. No, seriously, because. I was resurrected that night and that showed me that I was like, Kree, you're stepping into some uh, territory that feels super familiar and it's up to you. Like you, you have to be the one to do it. Now I've always, um, it's crazy. I end up, one of my homeboys was there. Um, I remember linking up with my right-hand man, Terrence from Shots Independent, who's done a good bit of my video work and we're sitting on an ass of footage, <laughs> an ass of footage that we've not put out because literally when I met him, he was acting me if, if I met him that night too. So I'm just trying to tell y'all how these connections happen and how Creed Speaks Media came about. So, I'm just trying to reiterate for those of y'all who are like, why is she all over the place? So, I met him that night. Uh, my homie, Q Mike Antics, uh, he was a part of 803 The Clique. He has taken a hiatus from music. Not sure if he's returning. Um, boo-hoo. Hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> because I love his music. But um, at that time, he had a song called "Old to Tupac. He needed an actress in his video. So Terrence was the one shooting the video. He says, "Uh, you know, that was my first time meeting him. He saw how I worked the room. He saw how I was social. I knew a few people there. Um, So he asked me if I acted. I was like, I mean, I don't done church plays, but naturally I am actress. I'm down. What's up? He told me they needed an actress. He needed a, a girl to. Act like a woman, I mean, to to be a woman who just lost her boyfriend to police brutality. And she was the supportive girl that was, you know, creating the posters, being a supportive person because he was an activist. So I end up shooting that video. Terrence saw how much initiative I take. And he told me, he was like, Kree, I know your situation. I know you are a, a single mom of three. And I know you probably you know, cannot afford the video, uh, work at the rate that you want. So I will do whatever you need me to do. Let's build. And I was like, damn, that's very courteous of him. So we literally hit the ground running. This was October 7th, 2017. Um, when I met him, December, 2017, my kids went with their dad for Christmas break. I We literally was at the library every day shooting footage, shooting footage. And a lot of it went as a practice one because this was our first time really going this hard in this capacity. So some of the footage didn't make it, you know. <laughs> um, I even did some artist interviews that ended up having to be trashed because you know, equipment failures. And literally Terrence has been with me since ground zero of Crease Speaks Media. And honestly, Cree Speaks Media is still young. We're only two years old. So we haven't even accomplished half of what we intend to. So it was just crazy that I would meet him that night. Um, I remember uh, Nasha was there. I think that was my first time ever. I've seen her around, but I didn't know her until then. Um, she was there with Sunray. Nasha ended up being a co-host to the We Can All Eat show, a women hip hop show, a through last year, so she was there. Candice, but I'm not a critic though. I had no idea that 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 existed. Um, Candice was also one of those people that helped me resurrect, like, and actually gave me content, like, basically gave me content to put out because. She was throwing the events at the time. I remember seeing, I believe that was December 17, December 2017, when she featured V. Renee at, um, but I'm not uh, a critic though. Bring the beats. She called it by bring the beats where she would have a featured artist or two. She would, um, allow them to perform. She would then, uh, allow artists to submit songs I can't remember how many, but she she played some that some of the submissions she liked, if they were in the room, they were allowed to get up and speak about it. And then she there was a DJ set. So Candace was just doing nobody has done this before in the capacity that she's done it, where you get to experience a DJ, you get exposed to new DJ, you get exposed to multiple artists and from from a live performance and from. Literally listening, you know, allowing people to consume music. And she said it was about, you know, how some people, the only way they experience new music is at the club. You know, sometimes you don't want to experience music at the club. People stepping on your shoes, um, people drunk, having to watch your surroundings, you know. So it was a place where we all had chairs. We was just chilling, listening. You know what I'm saying? And... Her events was so well put together. The vibe was so amazing and it inspired me. So every time she had an event, I made sure I was there. I know she didn't have um anybody recording footage. I was like, well, let me record some footage. Granted, it was some, you know, some cell phone footage. It was still something. And it was just, man, I that opened my eyes to how much talent was in South Carolina. It's not like I didn't know it already. It just reaffirmed it. And then I realized that there were so many more artists that I could get to know. So Candace uh, Candace and Kelsey were the beginning of a lot of the connections I made. And I really just worked my magic from there. Everything else was divine. I literally would just walk up to artists. Hey, I like your sound. Well, hope this is what I'm doing. You know, I follow them. I put out their content. I put out when events are happening. And honestly, <laughs> y'all have no idea like how many things have went wrong, how I had this whole plan about doing this, that, and the third with Cree Speaks Media, but I ended up winging it the whole way through. Now, mind you, the part I didn't discuss was <laughs> I was in graduate school for some of this time. I was working on my master's degree for the second time. <laughs> And I was doing this while running Creek Sweet's Media. And I ended up not finishing because of my health. I live with a chronic pain disorder. And I try to put this out because I want people to understand that everybody's going through these different struggles. And um, it's good to be sensitive to people's struggles. But also understanding that it's, everything is not exactly a crutch think some things are challenges that are not crutches. So whatever it is you're going through, you can get through it. If I, I was doing this while raising three kids, this is before, you know, my kids live with their dad now and, um, they live with their dad. Now that has helped me get out to more events. Um, there were a lot of events I used to miss because I don't have babysitter and y'all don't be letting these kids in. So, <laughs> so there was that. Um, but I still get out as much as I could. And then, that happened, but at that time I was had my three kids. I was in graduate school. This was I start. I literally started graduate school and Creepiest Media at the same time. And that, it, I don't know. Looking back, I probably did spend a lot more time into Cree Speaks Media, but that was because it Speaks Media didn't give me a headache. I would get these massive headaches while I was working on schoolwork. Um, it was to the point where I could not move now these are things are typical when you're stressed out when you have a chronic pain disorder like me so but here's the thing I look at things like you know if you are trying to finish a program and you keep getting sick your body keeps failing on you but when you're working on this other thing over here your body feels better. Your body is calm. I'm going to go cling to that because that tells me that there's something in my spirit that wants me to keep working on that. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to just run from struggle. It was just the demands of being a graduate student where everything's on these tight deadlines. Whereas with Creep Media, I'm just me. I'm winging it. You know, I'm promoting events and stuff. I'm putting out content, but there isn't a super strict deadline and all these different rules of how things have to be, you know, then there's the, uh, so I had multiple issues and I took that as a sign. Now looking at everything and everything I've gone through from now to then is that, I'm exactly where I need to be with Cree Speaks Media. I'm supposed to be here. So I just want y'all to understand (laughs) that this, I believe that this is divine. I don't care who else doesn't see it, but I have met so many amazing people doing this. Now, granted, I have had a lot of negative experiences, but that comes with the territory when you're embarking on something as huge as what I'm doing. Um, I don't care if anybody else don't see the vision, but the vision I see is um being this person that is on the ground, supporting the artists from the beginning, not waiting until they get a record deal to start supporting them, but supporting them so that maybe if that is their goal, maybe they will get to it close quicker because we're we're supporting them on the ground up, we're giving them inspiration, we're believing in them, which makes them you know, work harder. So man, I can go on and on and on, but I just wanted to throw those things out there. So Creasy Beast Media has came a long way, um, and still have long ways to go, but I'm just grateful for the growth, um, I'm, I'm getting regular press passes and shit. <laughs> you know, there are artists who are always... I might just run into them at the grocery store. I hug them. We talk. They ask me what I'm up to. They tell me to keep doing what I'm doing. And letting me know the impact. Because honestly, man, it's a lot. Working with artists is a lot. Um, I'm being this tastemaker, you know. I, I was told I was a tastemaker. I'm also being, you know... Somebody called me the plug. They say, well, Cree, you be passing the plays. You know, I I put artists on to opportunities to perform. And granted, they may not be on these big stages. They may not even get paid for the performance, but it's an opportunity and every opportunity is going to lead to more. And that's one thing we have to do and be mindful of is that you have to prosper where you're planted. Um, you have to prosper where you are planted. And I remember hearing that a while back from, I want to say it was, uh, one of those white spiritual leaders that get on my fucking nerves now that I know more, but I will say, I like that term from her, um, (laughs) uh, prosper where you're planted. So, you know, you're not in Atlanta, you're not in New York, you're not in Cali right now. And even if you were, you still got to work fucking hard there because nobody knows you. So where you are now is in a place where the opp- there's opportunity, but it this the scene is not a scene that is developed for music. There is a whole lot of factors that go along with being in a rural, uh, being a rural state in a state where with the economic state that we have. So we have to be mindful of that. And we have to understand um, that we have to approach growing the scene with patience. And man, y'all have no idea how many days I want to quit this shit. Because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of emotional labor. I actually, and I know I go above and beyond a support artist. Um, I don't, I'm not even bragging on myself but I'm just letting you guys know that it's a lot. So, but, but artists are also going through a whole lot to do what they do. So that's why if we all had this mind state where we're just going to support each other and we need to support each other from the ground up, we're not waiting for them to get 5,000 followers. We're not waiting for them to get a deal at Interscope or we're not waiting for them to to get signed to quality control. We're not waiting for them to be at Rock Nation. We're supporting them when they in the trenches. We're supporting them when they got to perform at open mics to make connections. We're supporting them, you know, when they ain't even have no performances on their book. <sighs> Can I get an amen? Um <laughs> so that's that's what I bring. That's what I bring if there's an opportunity i know that can help artists that's what i do and there's um so there then, then there's also the artist development hub now i've been helping artists for a few years uh very few artists but is that level of artists that i'm helping is now growing but even before creative Beats media had a name i was con- trying to consult artists on marketing and branding because i learned so much about marketing and branding And having to, like, run my own businesses to get by as a stay-at-home mom. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom until all my kids went to school. And my boys, my oldest son, is going to be 11 in August. Um, I have two that have birthdays coming up. Um, One will be 9 in May and one will be 8 in May. So understand that, like, I literally had to stay home until all of them were in school so that I could work. Because daycare is high as hell, so <laughs> with that time, and I was even grad. I was in grad school another time, you know, when I first graduated college in two thousand eleven. So, I ha- took that time to learn everything that I know that I could pour out, and I studied the industry. So, not only do I I have the the book smarts. And the experience running a resume business, having a blog for black women empowerment, if that's what you call it. um, Resume writing, social media management for businesses, social media marketing and consulting for businesses. um, Hell, selling shakes and workout DVDs. (laughs) Like I don't done a whole lot in that time when I was a stay-at-home mom from 2011 till about 2016-ish and I still continue to do those things on the side of you know when I became a substitute teacher that was the first job I had second or third job I had coming out of becoming a stay-at-home mom so I built up all of this experience and knowledge I was trying to point to artists then I did have a few artists that were come to me and use me as their soundboard, help them with, you know, should I drop this video on this day at this time? Or do you think I should drop this amount in this, this week's and I'm going to give my streets, my streets knowledge, my books, my book knowledge, but also the intuitive side. And that's something that there's nothing. It's just creating that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I take pride in everything that I do. So now, I actually have a name for the business instead of just trying to offer this one on one consulting and just working under the table for artists um without getting paid for it. So I'm I consider myself an artist development coach and I'm specializing in branding and marketing and otherwise just artist support. Um making sure artists understand uh how they look like having your, a good bio written. How do you look from a public perspective? Um, making sure people is easy for people to find you. Um, knowing how to create your own content to get traffic or to just get more engagement. Those are things I specialize in. And if, uh, I've, I've invested money, money and time into learning these skills. Um, so that's exactly why I, I mean, I willingly give a lot of free info. So Creed Speaks Media is also an artist development hub, um, all about supporting the artists from the ground up. And I also have a service where I'm doing like, you know, reviews where it's more than just, oh, this is hot or not. It's basically a service trying to get you to understand the potential that your music has like oh well this song may be good for this for what's current going on right now this song may be marketable to this crowd or this song probably shouldn't even be on this project um, because it does not fit within the flow you need to take off all three of these songs because these songs really make your project sound bad release that as singles, you know, things like that. This is just random hypothetical speaking. So I'm I'm offering things like marketing, branding, I guess you can call some of the other stuff PR, but on the other half of it is intuitive uh music insight. <laughs> Sorry if you guys hear any background noise. I am here with my children, but is authentic, right? I'm running a business. I have children um, I hear that Pac Man playing on the damn Xbox. <laughs> I promise you I'm gonna be my cell phone here. So um yeah, so that's just a little bit about what Crease Speaks Media is. Uh I have a lot of different things coming up. Um, the We Can All Eat show part two is coming up with this uh coronavirus. I think it may delay the show out until possibly fall i want to do it in may but it's not looking like it's gonna happen in may however just stay tuned um so the we can all eat show one um i launched a movement last year called we can all eat and it was about showcasing and respecting the diversity of women in hip-hop so it was important to me because I am also an artist myself. I rap. I am not looking to be an active artist that's really out here traveling and you know what I'm saying like going super hard because this is something I do for my spirit. I don't necessarily feel like I have to make a career out of it at least, not right now. That could change later, however. My heart is not really into doing it as a career right now. However, I am pretty good, pretty fucking good at it. So I can kind of, I can relate to artists in that. It's not that I've completely neglected that as a gift. I basically am still, I, I still work with producers. I I spit at open mics. I spit for people. Um, I still write music. I still practice music that I've already written. I'm doing all of these things while I'm running Crease Beats Media. Uh, I occasionally put it on my social media (laughs) so I can relate. I've always um, I've always was irritated with how people downplay women. So it's like people downplay women and people also demand a whole lot from women. There's always all these double standards and oh, women have to be responsible for raising kids you know, never mind these niggas over here rapping about selling drugs in a community, but oh my gosh, she said something about her pussy. Oh my God. These girls have nobody to look up to. Shut the fuck up. So, (laughs) so I get tired of that and I get tired of people sleeping and the underhanded shade. Like if I can spit and be like, yeah, you don't rap like them other bitches that just do nothing but talk about their pussy. And I'm like, but you niggas listen to niggas who talk about their dick and who talk about pussy. So, you know, it's, and I totally get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I totally get where, um you know, the women who are who who are very into their sexuality, they do get more play than those who are not talking about that. However, they're not the problem. The problem is the lack of balance. And the problem is when people, when women are talking about something, there's always, there's still something to say. There's still, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I can even reference some female rappers that have referenced things in their songs, like Cyrock, her song Forever. She's one of the dopest fucking MCs, period. She was like, um, they say, I don't fuck with female rappers. That shit's sacrilege. And her calling herself God in her songs is is narcissistic and she's talking about the criticism she's gotten and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I don't internalize that." Um then you have women like 3D nT. Oh my god, I love her so fucking much. She's also one of the dopest MCs, fucking period. And she talks a whole lot about the industry where it's like they, like they expect like they want you, they actually they tell you to bring the bars, right? So you bring the bars, and now they want you to suck their dick for a deal. Now, like she's really straight out with, straight out with it in her music, and I respect her for that because a lot of women don't even speak on it because they get shunned, and this is probably why she's not on the radio. She's way too raw. She's 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 my type of style. I fuck with the raw shit, so. And bring those two women up because some of y'all may not even know who these women are, or you realize you, you don't hear their songs on the radio. Why? You know, because the public shuns them. And I feel like, honestly, some of these men be intimidated, you know, they don't look at women who are quote unquote, talking about their pussy as intimidation, even though it's your pussy is a symbol of power and it's being used in the same exact way men bring up their penis but that's another topic so so I feel like they're intimidated and a lot of men will disagree with me and I really don't give a fuck but they're intimidated Uh, I've spit for some men and I'm sitting here listening to the underhanded shade and it's just like it's annoying so I, I say all of that to say it's annoying. It's belittling. It's like we can't just be. It's almost like they're asking us to fit in a box. So I could have spit for a minute straight in a moment. I mentioned sex on my pussy. Boom. All of the other shit goes out of the window. Damn, all women do is talk about their pussy. So then, boom, if we, sh- <laughs> you know, like it's like you can't win. And then let's say you give straight bars. Now they're asking you to take your clothes off. So it's like women are always, so basically women take a risk by taking their clothes off, but also take a risk by not taking their clothes off. You know, so I've observed this and it's really irritating. It's really fucking irritating. So that's why I launched this movement because I feel like, They're always pitting women against each other for their differences. They're telling us, damn, what happened to the Lauren Hills? Shut the fuck up. Like there are a lot of women who are talking, who have content similar to the shit that Lauren Hill was talking about. If you don't know who they are, that's too fucking bad for you because you wasn't looking. You're, you're only, oh, oh my God. Rhapsody, the only one who be talk. So Rhapsody is the only one. She the only one who be talking about something. Come on, bruh. Like, let's be real. Like you're, you're not looking, um, and you don't care And it. And I feel like I hate, and even Rhapsody brought this up, how people are always using her to pit her against other women. And she's just like, I really don't care about what those other women got going on. I'm glad they're in there. We're all in our own different lanes. Let us be in our own different lanes. Do You really hate women so much that you have to use her as the standard that where all women should be. And it's like, okay, so what are all men going to be quote unquote conscious or all? No, you know, somebody has to be different to balance it out. So this movement was about not excluding anybody, but it's about bringing balance. And I feel like only a woman could help do this because what happens when men throw together all female lineups, you're either going to have every woman has to be a sex symbol or every woman has to be masculine, has to be a thug. So I felt like me throwing the Week and All Eat show, April 25th, 2019, which was last year, was revolutionary because I created that lineup. I handpicked these women. I didn't care about what they looked like. I didn't care about how they dressed. I cared about the music they made. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I'll, you can talk to other people about it if you're doubting me. <laughs> but it was amazing. And the stories that came out of that, I'm going to save that for another episode because I think I'm going to have a We Can All Eat Wednesday episode that launched that is strictly about women in hip-hop. So, I'm going to save the story, but I'm going to give y'all Miller's story, which was one of the women who came off of a five-year hiatus. She came off of a five-year hiatus from making music, and for my show, she ended up creating a new fucking album, and that was the first time her working on music in like years, and she walked away from music because of things like what I've discussed where she's bringing the bars and they're telling her she need to show some ass <laughs> and she's a big stud and she was she would tell you this she's like I'm a big bitch you know <laughs> she jokes with me about that all the time so she's she, so you're asking a woman who doesn't even dress like women she doesn't dress like me you know where I'm wearing crop tops and leggings she's wearing jeans and a polo and some boots and y'all still telling her to throw to show some ass and you're telling her so then she was telling me about the the a mixtape uh where they were trying to get female rappers all on the mixtape and they were trying to get the women to rewrite verses to beef with each other so this is what happened when you allow males To insert their male fucking opinion. Not to say that all men going to be this way. For all y'all not all men. Shut the fuck up. We already know not all men. But let's be for real. And let's talk about the industry. They thrive off of women being violent towards each other. Or being overly sexual. There's hardly any balance or in between. So it won't be none of that shit with my show. Matter of fact the contract I wrote up. I wasn't about none of that shit. It was, look, if you got a problem with somebody, y'all dress that outside of the show, um, you know? And I felt like I created an environment where everybody was comfortable. And th- these are thi- I feel like these are things that only women can do. Women can bring women together. And it was beautiful. And th- I made connections with all of those women. I still support each and every one of them to this day. And it was just a beautiful so so that's another thing about creepy's Media right so for me this platform is about what did I say in the in the beginning showcasing diverse talent so it's not going to be all about the men however I support it as the fucking men honey I don't I don't help some people you know. Help some people on on things that don't have the shit to do with music. So, you know, ain't nobody going to sit here and tell me I'm wrong because I want to create a space for women. If you feel like that, get the fuck on. Like, seriously. Um, We're about keeping it real and authentic. And we stand for shit over here. And what I stand for is, you know, I'm not going to... If I have... Instead of complaining about everybody else excluding somebody... (laughs) I don't. I'm not about begging for a seat at the table. This is why I created my own table, and I brought my own meals to the fucking table. So I, I'm bringing my way of evening out shit is by doing what I do. I look. I'm in the community, looking at different needs and and looking at what's missing and trying to bring that. For instance, women, women in hip hop all right we heard that part you know it's about bringing balance and making sure these women's voices are heard because all their voices matter um and i'm only i'm only fucking with the the authentic ones you know what i'm saying like if the uh, messages have to feel real if it does not feel real for me i will not promote it period um r and I want to get into throwing some more R&B shows. I feel like um I don't see enough of it. Um I don't see enough R&B showcases. So, I'm on that. <laughs> um there's man, the R&B scene here is fucking bananas. It's amazing. Um I don't see enough reggae. I don't see enough reggae at all in Afrobeats. So, I, and of course, I want to do mixed genre shows. I want to bring in some different genres hip hop, alternative, uh, reggae, Ethelbeats. Um, of course, my platform is definitely about my people, black people, but it's not to say that I'm not going to support others, it's just I'm going to put my people first because I don't see my people being given a chance. So if anybody else got a problem with that part. You can get the fuck on too. <laughs> I know. I understand y'all don't even know me. And I'm talking all wild, But I just. You know. This is just how I talk. And it's just to let you know. That we stand for something over here in these parts. And I stand for putting my people on. Just as how I stand for. and I And I love everybody. Like I literally show love to everybody. And I feel like a part of cultivating, a part of building a culture is having some ground um, values. And my values are about evening out the playing field and bringing balance. And that's what I feel like women do best. So support your women, support your women who are in uh who in the who are in indie anything because trust and believe there are some things that y'all have no idea that we go through but we work hard we work hard to give everybody a chance to make everybody feel welcome to make everybody feel comfortable and loved so that is what crease beats media is about um I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. That was episode one. (laughs) That was episode one. I appreciate anybody who stayed to the end. Because Lord knows your girl can talk. But it is a podcast though, right? So, and it's called Crease Speaks Media. But before I go, let me express to y'all that some of the challenges or fears I've had. Um, For a long time, I didn't even show my face on the platform because I was really trying to avoid um men hitting on me and stuff like that i can't avoid it honestly but for a long time i wanted to stay in the back i didn't want any kind of spotlight i wanted to just make sure i was that person in the back and giving artists the spotlight I've, i uh i don't think it took i don't think it took yeah i probably didn't even show my face on the platform more until like last year so um <laughs> I'm still kind of new to bringing my face out. Next thing you know, I'm dancing on, you know, I'm dancing on my platform. Literally just last week, I was dancing while eating Fish Bandle 803 while dancing to Black Zach music. (laughs) Then, uh, Rad Blue Blue Bills (laughs) had a song called Just Signed, and he was giving away money for most creative video. I did a video for that. So I understand, man, it's it's level up season. It's time to, you know, it it takes time to get to a place of comfort and, and a place of letting go of fears and all that jazz. So I just want to share that with y'all, that while y'all may have some of y'all challenges, I can relate to having challenges where it's like you have to wait until you're ready for certain things. So, um... I called this brand Cree Speaks Media because I was supposed to be speaking, but I never I didn't even put out that much of anything speaking. So now y'all get to get it. Y'all getting y'all getting raw Cree. You know what I'm saying? So you either go rock with me or you not. And um I'm thankful. I'm very grateful for anybody who takes their time to support. Um and yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up episode one. And I chose the song for this episode. This is my first time using the Anchor app. Shout out to Anchor. Um, I like this. It's cool. I, uh, I was able to select the song for the episode, even though they didn't let me choose the 30 seconds of the song. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But Came a Long Way by Y-Face and Beasy Sinatra. Um, that is the song that is on there. Check out the whole song. I honestly have used this music for a lot of the theme music for the beginning stages of Creep Speaks Media when I was creating video content. You will hear that song playing because that song is like an anthem. I remember, I think Y-Face dropped that project in 2016 and I bumped that shit religiously. He is from Ridgeway. That is where I am from. Country shit still in the 803 and BZ Sinatra's is repping Columbia. They are both great. Um, they're repping PPM PBM, PBM. And, um, came a long way. is like an anthem for me. And it's any, it, it, I came a long way for this. They want me to give them the whole game, but I had to pray for this. Like this shit is so real. And just them telling their stories I love that song, and I think it was just only right that I create, I made that song, uh, part of the first episode. So make sure y'all check out the full song. Make sure y'all follow them on social media, and I hope you enjoyed the song. Let me know what your favorite part was. I don't know, <laughs> what, well, honey? Since we got a few more minutes, um, I know my favorite part was when Whiteface was like, um. Yeah, ate, but I ain't eight. eight. P locked and steak. Wanted enough on my plate, cause I had it all. So hold on. I am my memory a little dusty. That's why mama said stop stuffing your face cause I wanna ball. Oh uh, hold hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> You should have seen the look on the face. I told her face. A total fuck cancer right to her face. Yo, I wanted the answers and understand Yo, I was just like, yes, you better speak. And it's so relatable, you know. Um, he, uh, that was like, that, that really hit me. And then when BZ started spitting and he was, his clip is playing in the 30 second clip and you're going to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love his, I love his fucking flow. Bro be going in. So, um, he was like, my daddy never gave a fuck about me. But it made me stronger. All the time, I can't help mama. help me strong. I'm so afraid of failure. I'm everywhere. Like, B Z, when you coming back in town, when DJ stop acting like rap- rappers and start breaking records, trust me, I'll be back around. I was like, ooh, shots. Niggas want to be rappers and they DJs. Nigga, break some records. Okay. But, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So, I love that song. Um, I love that song. And I'm I'm I love to break down songs like that. It really be so ratchet, but it's okay. It's real, you know? So I'm gonna wrap it up there. I know I've been saying it forever, but I'm gonna wrap it up. I hope you guys are safe. Um, I hope you guys are out there drinking enough water. Um, you got your fresh herbs on deck, get you some sunlight, washing your hands and your asses. Um praying and taking care of your immune system eating as well as you can um i hope you guys are mentally okay um and know that this moment will pass all these shutdowns and everything this will pass hope you guys can just use this time to you know replan and reconsider and reevaluate in your life, because there's a new world coming. There's sometimes shit has to get fucked all the way up, you know. um That's with anything. Anytime you're building anything, sometimes shit gotta get burnt to the motherfucking ground and then you build that shit back up. So, if that's what it takes with your music brand, do it. If you are artists artist listening to this, if you are not an artist and you're just a fan. I already know you got some visions. You got some dreams and goals. It's okay to let shit go. It really is. It's okay to just throw shit away and recreate. And it's okay to be different. It's okay to change your values. So, I don't know who that was for. But, alright, this is my last time saying I'm out. Peace and love. Look out for episode two coming soon. Bye-bye.